Welcome back to the Business Report. You're on Nova 103.5. Uh, we turn our attention now to mining. We've had a lot of mining chats over the last while, and uh, we are talking today to Rodan Brown from Cirrus Capital, advising on a capital raise for Asino. We had uh, the chapter from Asino in here a couple of weeks ago, Roland, and they're very bullish, exciting times, but mines are expensive things. You guys are helping yep. them raise the capital required. Yeah, that's right. So um, we listed Asino on the NSX about two weeks ago, uh, maybe a little bit longer now. And part of this is a part of this whole project of having it listed is to do the listing a little bit differently from how previous mining company listings have been done on the NSX. So many people actually be surprised to know that there's quite a few mining companies listed on on the NSX, um, but then they're hard to trade, expensive to trade, etc. And so what we've so done. Just with, stop there for a second. Why are they hard to trade? So they're primarily listed on other exchanges, um, and there's a whole lot of technical challenges around trading on those other exchanges. So if it's listed, for example, in Australia, then you need to be able to settle the trade in Australia. So you need to have the money to buy the share, for example, available in Australia to settle the trade that's done in Australia. The settlement cycles are different between Namibia and um, Australia, Canada, etc. Okay, so what Um, typically might then happen, if I understand it correctly, 98% 98% of the shares are listed in Australia. 2% of the shares are listed here. Because it's so small here, it's not available? Is that No. Not? So that's, a, that's the fundamental difference here. So what you find with all of the other companies is that they're listed in Namibia, but there's no local register. So um, no portion of the shares are actually held um, in Namibia on a Namibian register. This will be different. So what you'll have here is that a portion of the, TS, of the, the TSX, the Toronto Exchange Register, will be blocked and it will re- it will reflect the Namibian Transfer Secretary's register. And that portion is then um, basically a sub-register that's held in Namibia. Um, and the capital raise that we're busy with at the moment will create that sub-register in Namibia. And that will allow for trading on the local exchange relatively easily and cheaply. Um, and then at the same time, we can at any point in time book more shares into that Namibian register um, and basically make the portion of the company that's held in Namibia bigger at any point in time. This is called uh, fungibility. So you have fully fungible shares between the Toronto Exchange and the Namibian Exchange. And the beauty of this is that um, we're doing the capital raise, the first capital raise now, but over time, as institutions get more interested in the share, for example, we can book more and more of it across onto the Namibian Exchange. And we think that this basically creates a situation where we are likely to have the first major um, mining operation in Namibia owned predominantly by Namibians uh, as it moves sort of forward in its process of moving from where it is now, the late phases of exploration into um, uh, production and and ultimately being a big gold producer for the country. Of course, that'll happen over time. I mean, the capital raise is, is a big chunk of change, about 360, 380 million US. Yep. Uh, you're not going to raise that in the country. So the idea would then be to re- to raise it out of the country and then over time as that asset becomes perhaps less risky uh, to allow local investment institutions to to be able to take on some of those shares. Yes, so the, the intention is to raise some of that in country and that really depends on how much appetite there is in Namibia. I mean, we're talking something in the region of 6 billion um, NAM dollars in total, but 280 million US of that, which is say five and a, five and a bit billion, is already uh, raised. So... There's only an equity portion remaining to be raised, and that equity portion is, um, say, in the region of 80, 60 to 80 million uh, US dollars. So 
let's call it, you know, one, one and a half billion NAM dollars that still needs to be raised. There's actually more than enough capital in Namibia to do that. That's small change for our pension funds, um, long-term insurance companies and similar. Um, it's a lot, obviously, for, inst- for individuals, but for institutions, it's nothing. And um, the more successful the current raise is, the more likely it is that we can raise a decent chunk of that um, here in future. And this is kind of important. I mean, Namibians are very sensitive to the ownership of the extractive industries for good reason. But here's a real opportunity to change the ownership structure of the extractive industries and get more of it into Namibian hands. Um, And if we get sort of strong support for the current small raising that we're doing um, towards the end of the year when the main raising is done, um, then I think the Asino team will be very keen to try to raise as much of it domestically as possible. Now, that is probably still quite a lot of money to get out of the Namibian institutions, but it would be great if one could look at raising something like half of it domestically, which shouldn't be um, a major challenge um, as the project sort of moves uh, from where it is now into construction and, and then production. I guess the point is the way you've done it now allows for a mechanism for that to happen much much more easily than before. Yes, so it's a it's a starting point, um, and you have to start somewhere with these things. So this raise, is, as I mentioned, is a small raise. We're not looking to do to, to raise a huge amount of money, but it's um, it is that sort of starting point that allows you know the future raises to to then follow on after that. And the trading, I think, in these shares is is something that's going to be quite interesting as well because it's very different from everything else that exists on the exchange at the moment. So that's actually tradable. So. If you look what else you can buy, you can buy um, the beer company, you can buy um, some property companies, a couple of telecommunications companies and banks. So there's no real Namibian uh, mining assets available to, to purchase. And it's a nice diversification tool for investors. Um, there's, it's obviously got the normal commodity risk. It is still um, pre-production, so there's construction risk and so on um, in it. But you know, if everything goes according to plan, there's some, some pretty interesting upside potential there as well. So diversification away from the, the financial sector and the ICT companies and so on uh, in the short term. And then if get it listed, have another asset available in the long term. And when people's views uh, change more or less favorably towards gold uh, or mining in general and so on, they can trade in and out of it. And it just creates that additional um, set of options for investors and for pension funds and so on to be invested in or not. Okay, we are talking about Asino and perhaps just for the benefit of our listeners that haven't been following this story, Asino is a pre-production gold mining operation looking to raise money to start production. They believe they're sitting on a a lot of gold in Nemdar Hills. We had uh, Hayer in here telling us all about it. what about Asino is particularly interesting from an investment perspective? So, I mean, th- we've been looking for something like this to, to prove um, this concept that we can actually raise some capital for Namibian mining in Namibia for a while. And we, we've really uh, picked Asino as a, as a very good target for this because of what you've mentioned. So, Haya, the, the founder of the company, has an uh, incredible pedigree in the space. He actually put together the deal that became the B2 Gold, Ashikoto Gold Mine, which was one of the biggest um, taxpayers in the country. Uh, very, very profitable um, gold mine. It was built in, a, in record time, and it's been, you know, I think, one of the kind of stalwarts of the mining industry for the last decade or so. Um, and if you, if you look at um, the Sassino project is very, very similar. So the quantum of gold is similar, if not a bit more. Um, the size of the mine will be very similar, if not a bit bigger. The, um, the, the cost of the mine and the, the pr- or the production of the mine will be slightly higher than B2 gold, et cetera, et cetera. Now, just to put this into, into context, um, 
the the revenue of Asino in its first year of production, which is say uh, beginning of 2026, going to going to start, uh, is likely to be around six billion. That's double the the revenue of the biggest company currently on the NSX. The profitability of the company is also the free cash generation of the company is also going to be probably about twice as big or at least 50% larger than um, than the next biggest company on on the Namibian Stock Exchange. So this is a, a very significant uh, project, a very significant um, a very significant mining operation, and it will be um, you know a huge contributor to the Namibian economy, Namibian GDP, revenue, etc. Once it moves from where it is now into production. There is, as I keep mentioning, there are some risks along the way, blatant commodity price risk if the gold price were to tank for whatever reason. Obviously, that has an implication on them. Um, risks around the construction of the mine and so on. But at the moment, it's looking very interesting. And um, yeah, it's it's got a huge amount of potential for the country. Kiran, we're nearly out of time. Just quickly, three weeks ago, uh, three and a half weeks ago, dual listed. Uh, how has the listing gone? What has what the demand looked like? So what we've tried to impress on anyone that's interested in the share is rather buy it in this capital raise than have us book over from Canada um, to the Namibian exchange. So we haven't, there hasn't been trading or anything like that on the Namibian exchange yet, and that's intentional. We rather want to build the book that we're building now. There's been a lot of retail interest, some institutional interest so far. It closes on Friday this week, so you never really know until the, until the final whistle goes. Um, but yeah, the interest at the moment is looking pretty good. Ryan Brown, founder of Source Capital. Good luck uh, with uh, an interesting novel way to uh, put commodities in the hands of Namibian owners. Thanks a lot.